This is the last segment of God's plan of prosperity for your life. This is part number four. About that. You may say, well, my education got me this. Or my schooling got me this. Or you may even think, well, I just happen to be at the right place at the right time with the right people. No, no. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 18. Do not say in your heart that your own ability, your own wisdom, your own strength, has made you rich, but you shall consider and give heed that it is God that giveth you the power, the ability, the strength, the know-how, the wisdom, the knowledge, and even the placing and the people to be able to prosper and get ahead. The moment that we fail to recognize that and we live in abundance and don't give Him glory and honor for what He has done, and what we're supposed to do. It will not be long. I'm not a prophet to have to prophesy it. But it will not be long. That once you get something started. Eventually it will catch up to you. It's like throwing a match in gasoline. It won't be long before that whole thing catches on fire. And wherever it is at. It will catch other things on fire. You don't have to be a scientist to know that. The scripture says in Luke chapter eight, 6, verse 38, Give and it shall be given, but it doesn't say what. It could be money, it could be time. It could be of your love, of your kindness. It could be of your wisdom, your knowledge. It could be of whatever resources you have. Give and it shall be given unto you. But you have to give first. Good measure pressed down and shaken together. Ever get something like a flour or sugar and put it in a, a, a big container and then you pack it down by hitting it on the table and you, you move it and swirl it and you pack it down? Well, that's what it's talking about. Give and a good measure pressed down and shaken together and here's the clencher and running over. This is what you're going to get back. Shall men give unto you into your bosom, for with the same measure that you measure it out, it shall be measured out to you again. See, we cannot throw verses like this out. If you've got a sour face and that's how you treat people, don't be surprised that their faces look sour to you again too, because that's what you've given. But when you give a smile, chances are you're going to get a smile back. You give a lot of smiles, and chances are they're going to come back a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But men are going to give this unto you. God is going to use other individuals. God is going to use the life of others to bless you. God is waiting for you to do something that he may release the floodgates through somebody else's life into your life. But once you withhold it back, then the floodgates are locked. And cannot be opened for your life. So consider some of these things. Now once again. We've got a couple of more verses here. That we've got to deal with. With God's plan for prosperity. Or blessing us in our lives. And once again. That we may fulfill his purpose. On this earth. I cannot fulfill his purposes. If I don't have gasoline in my car. To be able to go where he sends me. I cannot fulfill his purposes if I cannot pay the bills 
for the rent or for the house or for the whatever. And, and then I've got to take time out to be able to figure out how I'm going to do it to meet these needs. That takes away from the calling. But when you're able to do what God has called you to do, this is what Paul suggested. In 1 Corinthians 16, 2, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered. See, as God has prospered you, every one of us as a Christian should be being prospered by God. If we're not being prospered by God, we really have got to look at our lives and see what is going on. The people of the time of Haggai, he said, is it now the time to consider to go and fix and repair your house? Is it time right now to go and do this? Is it time right now to go? He says, look, my house is vacant. My work is not being done. He says, you work a lot. But it goes into bags that have holes in it. You drink a lot, but yet you're thirsty. You eat a lot, but yet you're still hungry. All of these things were given to the people during the time that the temple needed to be rebuilt again. And God was giving them a stern warning. Hey, I have blessed you for a reason. But the more you continue to avoid that purpose and reason, the more the blessing seems to dwindle away. So everyone, as God has prospered him, that there be no gathering when I come. So that there's no need for an offering to be taken up if everybody has already separated. And, and in this we could say, whether it was offerings, whether it was tithes, whatever, they maybe they were giving 20%, 30%, 40%, according to how God had prospered them. Maybe it was just 10%. Maybe it was 5%. I don't know, but depending on how God has prospered you and how we have either been faithful in using what he has given us or dwindled it away, we will be responsible for giving account to God for what we have done. I don't know what the consequences will be of that, but I, knew, I do know what the consequences were of those that were given the talents and what the response was from the master. Here's another one, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and it's all by grace, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. And sure enough, by what Jesus does and has done for us, we're able to enter into the flow of the blessings of God that were not accessible to us before knowing Him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, Every man, according as he has purposed in his heart, so let him give. Purpose with a good purpose. Purpose with a cheerful heart. Not grudgingly. Not out of necessity. I'm going to bribe God to do this. But God loveth a hilarious giver. A cheerful giver. An overjoyed and stimulated giver that is looking for an opportunity to give. Are you that type of giver? 
That's what God is looking for. Just as he's looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth, he is looking for those that will give to him, to his work, in the same manner. In verse 6 it says, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Did you hear that? If I sow a little, I'll get a little. I sow a lot, I'll get a lot. That's no different than the laws of nature. You can put one seed into the ground and when that thing grows up, whether it be beans or, or watermelon or corn or whatever, you'll get hundreds of seeds back. That is God's way. It's always the same seed that is given back, multiplied, and it's always during the season that God has selected. In Psalm 84, verse 11, for the, Lord, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and no glory. No good thing, notice it, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. He's not going to hold anything back. But there is a condition. If this book of the law doesn't depart from you, blessed is the man that walketh. See, there is a condition. It is not automatic. You don't have an automatic bank account to withdraw from just because you become a Christian. But there are conditions that we have to meet. In Psalm 34 verse 10, The young lions do lack and they suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want of any good thing. Once again, like the previous verses that we had read, in Psalm 35, verse 27, it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad, that favor my righteous cause. And believe me, the gospel of Jesus is the righteous cause. Yea, let them continually, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Did you hear that? Pastor didn't say it. It's written right there in Psalm 35 verse 27. God has pleasure. He has pleasure in those that walk by faith. God has pleasure in those that seek him. God has pleasure in the prosperity of his saints. Can you rejoice with me in that? Can your heart be glad that God literally has pleasure in these things? Well, I hope you have learned something today. I hope you will also put it to practice. And I hope that you'll receive of the blessing and that I say, The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, the Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance and may he give you peace. Truly, may you be prosperous in your life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Till we see you again on our next study and message. Thank you for having been with us, taken from your busy schedule and your time, to set it aside to hear this four-part message on God's, God's will and plan for your life concerning prosperity. Until we meet again on Sunday morning, Lord bless you. Amen.